0: Welcome to the Breaking 50% Podcast, where we bring you a few minutes of NFL gambling news because you care about gambling, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. Fresh cover of the week. Seahawks plus one and a half over the Cardinals. This game has become so unanimously reviled. This game has so frequently been held up as a paragon of all that is wrong with the entertainment value of the NFL in prime time this season that it is easy to miss how trashy this cover was for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, yes, you've seen the highlight of the hilarious missed field goal from 24 yards, but oh, the trash was so much worse than that. The Arizona Cardinals managed to accrue 23 first downs to Seattle's 11. Managed to hold the ball for 46 minutes compared to Seattle's 28. Managed to produce 443 yards compared to 257 from Seattle. Usually when you hear numbers like that, the outcome, the cover, is explained by the turnover difference. Oh yeah, you guys gained all those yards, but you turn the ball over a ton. But that didn't happen! The Cardinals had zero turnovers in this game. Instead, they participated in super trashy plays like having a punt block, having a field goal blocked, and, as we discussed earlier, missing a 24-yard field goal. All of that allowed the Seahawks and their 1.5 points to sneak in with an unbelievably ridiculous cover. Least favorite comment of the week. It's just a gut feeling that I went with. There's plenty of evidence to suggest that going with your intuition is prudent, especially when it's in an area of trained expertise. But what if you didn't have to merely go with your intuition? You could start with your intuition and then have a peer editor of sorts. If you had the choice between writing a draft and instantly publishing it, or writing a draft and having a brilliant editor proofread it, you would be crazy to not go with the latter option. And yet, for a reason that is not fully apparent, NFL coaches continue to refuse to utilize a brilliant peer editor. Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, and his team faced a fourth and one at their own 45-yard line in overtime this past weekend. The Falcons happen to be owned by Arthur Blank, a man who's worth more than $3 billion. So it would be reasonable to assume that for situations like this very one that Coach Quinn was facing, the Falcons' Would have shelled out a few hundred thousand dollars for the various math whizzes who are selling their services to professional teams to answer questions like, should we go for it on this fourth and one? And some teams are actually doing this. Last season, the Ravens had Sandy Wheel as their director of analytics. She was a graduate of Yale and Carnegie Mellon, and she worked on Wall Street. They also consulted with Eugene Shen, a Harvard and MIT grad who is an expert in advanced metrics. You don't even need to go with a resume like that. This information about optimal fourth-down decision-making is so ubiquitous and has been so since the early 2000s. You could simply hire a 16-year-old who scored in the 97th percentile of the SAT, and you would be great. After a mere weekend of research, that kid could throw on a six suit, follow the coach around on Sundays, and be ready anytime a fourth down comes up to dispense actionable advice. You should go for it here. You should not go for it here. Maybe the coach would want a little bit more information than just go for it or not go for it, so the kid would instead give win probabilities. In Sunday's case, he would say it's a 0.49% chance that you win if you go for it, and it's a 0.5% chance if you don't go for it, so it's pretty much a toss-up. There, the coach's intuition could come into play. Though I will say, I do not trust the coach's intuition on things like this, but in this case, it's harmless because it's a toss-up. Imagine how sweet of a celebrity that 16-year-old would be, and imagine how much smarter NFL coaches would seem in post-game press conferences when instead of uttering things like, I wanted to put confidence in my offense, meanwhile forgetting that if you punt, you could argue that you're putting confidence in your special teams. Or if you punt, you could argue that you're putting confidence in your defense if you do anything you're putting confidence in somebody so please don't give me that rejoinder when someone asks you a legitimate question like why did you go for it on fourth down and your answer seemed to indicate that you really had no idea what you were doing but again coaches know what they're doing for the most part even if they can't properly convey that in a press conference the suggestion is simply that a great writer becomes greater With a fantastic peer editor. And that a pro football coach would be able to make better decisions if he checked his math with someone who's actually good at math. Reminder of the week. The NFL is not a court of law. Yes, trust in government is extremely low right now. Still... It is a significant error in judgment and in misplaced expectations to think that the NFL should be providing more justice than our judicial system. Josh Brown was a kicker for the New York Giants last week. He has since been cut. The reason for that began in May of 2015 when he was arrested for domestic violence. He was charged with fourth-degree domestic violence assault And the charges were then dropped five days later. So we are talking about a man who was barely even charged with a crime, much less convicted of one, who has been in no way punished by our judicial system. Now some private... Emails and journal entries of Josh Brown have been released to the public, and in those documents are some pretty heinous things, where he even says, I quote, I have abused my wife. With that said, he also came out in a statement and said that he never hit his wife. But our minds are made up. This man is guilty. I mean, it sounds really bad, and he seems like a terrible guy, and look at all of these awful stories about him. Meanwhile, there wasn't enough evidence to even keep charges on him past five days. You know who made this decision to not pursue charges? Kings County Sheriff's Office. So if you're so sure that Josh Brown is guilty of committing a crime, you know you someone who is not a prosecutor, who doesn't work in law enforcement, who didn't get to review the same evidence, you know what you've got a problem with King's County Sheriff's office. You know what you shouldn't have a problem with the NFL because to expect the NFL to be better at investigating crimes than a sheriff's office means that something has gone Unbelievably wrong with our society. Furthermore, he was already suspended a game by the NFL, which amounted to about a $72,000 penalty, which amounts to infinitely more punishment than he was handed down by our judicial system. That's fine if you don't want to have bad guys on your football team. And yes, Josh Brown did admit to doing bad things. But this is a reminder. The same type of reminder that was issued after the Duke Lacrosse guilty until proven innocent debacle. We must stop plunging into mob mode just because we see a couple of pictures, or emails, or hear some phone calls, or see 150 pages of text. As importantly, we must move away from screaming for more justice from our sports leagues than our judicial system. That very judicial system exists for many great reasons and it is filled with people who are far more qualified to handle these matters. The judicial system also offers a path away from myopic thinking, thanks to things such as due process and a trial by jury. While we may be so certain we know something, unless we can prove it, we shouldn't be able to punish based merely on those beliefs, chaos wouldn't sue otherwise.